0: Can you smell it in the air? We are just a little more than a month away from the start of the regular season. Let's talk about what we expect from the Flyers right now. This is the Orange and Backcheck podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. It is episode 156. We are back. Thank you so much for listening as always. This is episode 156 of Orange and Backcheck. Make sure you are following us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all the social platforms that you are on. We are on as well. Or should I should I start calling it X? Like do I do I do I go that route, Scott? Or
1: I, I I have no idea. I don't know what the hell Elon's doing with this friggin' platform, but it's really it, it's 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 getting worse. It's really getting worse. Like it's just so it's so blatant. Like there's there's ridiculous things that I choose not to follow on my feeds. Yeah. And like I'm seeing more and more of the political stuff pop up of like the shit that's just like out there. And I'm like, I have no interest in reading any of this stuff. And why does it keep popping up? And it pops up on the orange and back check feed too, which is crazy yeah. enough.
0: So one, I think it's the algorithm. It's real cause I think this is under my email address. It's like, they like, that's our, the backup email and like my background yeah. of what I did before. A lo- now, what feels like a lifetime ago, I feel like the weird algorithm is like spying on me and just like, <laughs> Oh yeah, Bill's definitely still interested in this. Uh, um, yeah. 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 Because yeah. now Actually, I know. And I know. We've had a busy weekend, and we want to get into that. But like, I don't know. I've got you and I have talked about space. Like, we're. I mean, into. I finally saw Interstellar for the first time a couple of months back, and I loved it. I have fallen into the trap of the flat Earth TikToks.
1: Oh God! Just
0: to hear what their quote-unquote logic is, and. Thankfully, I think they are in a significant minority, but because of social media and what this is, it's given a voice to the voiceless. It amplifies yes. it. It
1: amplifies it. It gives them a megaphone. It is
0: terrifying. Their logic. Uh, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Like it is yeah. out of, literally out of this world. <laughs> out
1: of yeah. this world. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, I know. And like they, you know, the people who say that, oh uh, yeah, or, you know, they're indoctrinating kids in school and shit like that. Like, what are you talking yeah. about, dude? Like, we have gone to space. Seen we went to ground. the moon. It's not the spirits. It's, it's, exactly. It's not, it's not flat. What are you talking? If it were flat, you'd be able to see straight across to England. Like, what the hell's the matter yeah. with you if you're looking at the Atlantic? It doesn't make any no. sense. and I mean, I, I can't get into that stuff, Bill. I really can't. Because what happens is I get into a rabbit hole and I get so fired up because I can't believe there are people out there who actually believe this stuff. Yeah. You know, it just shows like as far as the struggles that we've had with our education system or like people like, you know, you can have an opinion, that's fine. Doesn't make it right. Right. So makes it
0: very wrong usually.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just makes you look idiot. because you want to be the guy who wants to be different and go against the grain because of the one of the one in a million conspiracy theories that may be true yeah. and you have it right. You would say, "I was right all along." Yeah. But I, that's just the world we live in nowadays. People take information, just mix it, mix it, mix it and that's why you have, if you have people believing that the earth is flat, you're still going to have people believing that there's no climate change. When clearly this has been one of the most absurd summers we've ever been in in our entire lives. Yeah. It's only gonna get worse. Yeah, and
0: it's only like the day, like th- this. We're in late August, coming up on September. Football season's right around the corner. Hockey season, obviously, is right around the corner. We're uh, at the time of this, like, we're forty five days what used to be Cam York number of days away, but he's decided to get a normal number as we talked about last episode, like number eight. Great number. I'm I'm okay with that number.
1: It fits. Um,
0: but as we get closer, we also are approaching the end of wedding season. And ironically, or unironically, I don't know if that's the proper definition. You and I both had weddings, two different experiences this, yeah. this past weekend. Uh, m- let me tell you. I experienced my first Indian-based wedding, in, in a, a Hindu faith wedding. Two things. Absolutely incredible atmosphere. Family, friends, connection, all the all what literally was a 72 hour event basically however it's a 72 hour event i am (laughs) so spent i am just and and it's not like it's stop go it's just go 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 you are non-stop from the minute you get to the hotel or the venue to the end of this and it's just like i am socialed out i i'm shutting down my brain like, it, it, it's a miracle I was saying, yeah, we can record a podcast tonight. I'm so drained right, right. from these things. <laughs> and it's just, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm, like, speaking coherently right now. Because it's just one of those events where, one, you have, you don't know what the expectations to set. But everyone says, like, it's a, just a giant party. Lived up to that expectation. And you're just like, okay. I'm I was over it by hour 60. And I was like, oh, my God, I have 12 hours to go.
1: Uh, yeah. And you know, my, my wife, um, yeah, her, her best friend, it yeah, married, uh, you know, someone of uh, Indian descent and they had a big Indian wedding. And I'll tell you, that was the first experience I had with that. And it was, it was awesome. Like it really was just, like, it just, it, I find it interesting to see how other cultures do this kind of stuff. And it it's culture shock when you're talking about like, wow, 72 hours, doesn't make sense. But like, you know, you go to temple, you have the party, you have the day before you have the night of, and then you have another one. And then generally what will happen is that, You kind of have like two different weddings at times too. So like they'll have like one kind of reception and one more of like you know like uh uh like more of American style and the other style is like Indian style and they kind of like blended it together. It was it was it was a great experience. It was a really great experience. A lot. It was definitely a lot. But I do that. But you know what? I, I was actually. One of, my, one of my uh, uh one of my best buds got married yesterday, and uh, congratulations, Barry and Ange. And I know Barry likes to listen to this pod, so I, I got to give him a shout out for that. That was such an awesome time. You know, we actually were out uh, until we were in Delaware for this, and we were out till one o'clock in the morning. And my wife and I, we were out at one o'clock in the morning. Didn't get didn't get to sleep until about three. So like, and we were up like at by nine because we're always up with the kids and stuff on the <laughs> weekends. So we we're up by nine, and it's kind of like, well, we're awake now, like you know. So you know, just kind of hung out and did that. But I got to tell you, I, I got to ask you this, Bill. You know, you talk about like weddings. I used to MC like back in the sure. day, like you know, you know. Obviously, I can talk a lot. So when I, I actually uh, MC'd uh, when I, my buddy was a DJ, and I used to MC because he didn't like to talk on the mic. I'm like, well, that's easy. I'll do that. So I did it for him. You've, you and I are both married men. Is it more fun being in a wedding or is it more fun attending a wedding?
0: Ooh, that's a great question because we, my wife and I were not in this wedding, but we have two weddings coming up next month and next year where we're both in the wedding. Mm-hmm. Price wise, you always just want to be attending the wedding, it's a little bit more reasonable. But you feel a bit a little bit more attached and and it feels a little bit just a tiny bit more meaningful because you're like these this bride and groom asked you to be there. So I, I think it's it's kind of a coin flip, but I I do especially as I get older, I'm like, I don't feel like buying a new suit. Just give me the I have four suits, five suits in my closet. I don't need another one. I don't need to go through the rental. Like I'm I'm good. I'm I'm absolutely good, not having to rent, not having to buy a new one. I can mix and match the suits that I have, have a good outfit, have a good tie, especially because my wife seemingly doesn't like any of my old ties before we met 12 years ago. So she's like interchangeably. No wife yeah. likes
1: any clothes that you had Very before true. you met.
0: Very <laughs> true. So it's just one of those. I have a new tie for everyone. I had two new ties for this wedding, obviously, because it was multiple events ended up only wearing one of those ties because that's just how it goes here. And it's like, all right, whatever. Um, Yeah. I, I, at the end of it, I definitely prefer just to be in attendance, enjoying myself, not having to worry about what time we have to be ready or anything like that.
1: You know, it's you know crazy. I, I, it, it, I think lad, lad, that's the first wedding I was really at that. I can really remember after my wife and I got married and like, that's the first one I can really like remember. And I know there's a couple there, but it's like, you know, when I think back to like, man, like, you know, you, you think back and you think back to like your wedding day a little bit. Yeah. And I remember like how like my, I can remember like, everything that day was a blur. I remember I even reached out to my buddy the night before I said, listen, I'm going to give you a piece of advice unsolicited. Just soak it all in and enjoy everything. I got to say, I'm kind of with you on that. I'd rather sometimes just be a guest, especially when it's someone you're close with. Like, you know, and you're good buddies with. And the reason why is, like, like you see, like, what happens like with the party. Like, the bride, they have to take care of. Like, the groom and the bride and all that stuff. And they're doing a lot of run around and organizing. You know, and it's a little more. But I thought it was really cool to sit back like, and just watch how fun, much fun the bride and groom were having and everything. Dude, my buddy, like, literally, he never took his tux jacket off. <laughs> really? <laughs> he was soaked. Like, he was... He was wild man last night. I uh, i tell you, what, he it was it was so much fun to watch, but you gave a lot of like, oh my god, dude, you're soaked head to toe. You,
0: <laughs> I drank so much over these last 72 hours. However, you I sweated through all of the alcohol. I drank a lot, yeah. never felt yeah. drunk. And it was mm-hmm. all it was just weird. It was this weird, weird experience I, of that. Um yeah. is it popular to like are you a got to be on the dance floor guy or are you trying to get the popularity of the crowd going or are you just kind of like sitting in the background get when the when the when the electric slide comes on or no, like one of those that's when you i don't step do in.
1: i don't do line dances okay. see my my dance moves are absolutely horrendous and people find that entertaining so i just go up there and i don't give a shit i just go have fun like all my so a lot of my my role of hockey team we all uh, we put our uh he put off all of our from our hockey team at the same table yeah and or, or going up there, and they had one where they just started, they came out, when they came out, they wanted everybody to join in, like, a conga line, basically. And so I was like, let's go! Yeah. And, like, I'm leading that, and the guys wouldn't go, and I'm finally, like, they, he was basically going around the table, like, get your asses out of here, like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I, I me, I, I, I'm one i one, like, go out and have a good time because, you know, people put on those types of events, like a wedding, sure. and weddings are, they're like, so popular, but, like, you you want to see your guests have they're having a good time you know i remember my wedding and always everybody has told me they remember two things they remember the music they remember the few i uh, remember the food uh, the, the food and the entertainment is the most important thing about a wedding like regardless of anything and you hit home runs on that and it's always memorable and i tell you what his wedding was a home run a lot of weddings i've been to like that have been home runs man and that's what makes it fun you just go out there you have fun you drink you you do whatever and yeah, you feel great. You have a great time. And you just don't give a shit and you have fun. Yeah. It's, just, it's a big celebration. I, I will say I, I, when, I when
0: you're at a destination, not a destination wedding, but like a, a wedding that you and I like you were in Delaware. I was down in South Jersey around the Mount Laurel area. When you know that you're staying at a hotel within the vicinity or at the yep. v- venue where yep. everything happened, you're just like, I don't give a crap. Going to let it ride. Yeah. See just what go. happens. Try, kind of trying yep. to become the most popular person there or something like that's That's really know. what it's all about. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's wedding talk. Uh, end of wedding season. Uh, hopefully, coming up, we got a couple coming up here for me personally. Are are you done? Are are you?
1: I think I think I'm done. Good for I you. Think, I think I'm yeah. done. Yeah, I think. But pretty much everybody that I know for the most part is married now. Except for like one guy, yeah, and yeah, you know, I'll probably be old and gray by the time that happens. So you know, as my, we'll see what happens. I, I'll be the old guy I, on the dance I, floor. I will say <laughs> I,
0: I won't name his name. I think he listens to the podcast. As far as I know, he's one of my better, one of my good friends. Single guy, just like you, and I are just like uh, your buddy. And I remember talking with him about it, and he's like, "Yeah, how's how's dating life?" And he just goes, "All I know is I'm going to be a great second husband to somebody." And I lost my. <laughs> I was like, that is amazing. Your mindset. Like I, Yo, love that. that is great.
1: That's very, great. Very, very, that's very great. Good. You got to do it when you're ready, yeah. man. Like, that's the thing, like to those guys who listen and, you know, and gals too, like, you know, if, if you're not married, like just, you know, two things. It's, it's a great day. It goes by fast if you're in it. And, but just, it. it's just a giant party, man. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Soak it all in. Enjoy it. Because believe me, I got married. I'm coming up on my seventh anniversary. And a, each day, each year, it gets a little harder to remember what happens, you know, at your wedding. You got to go back and look at photos and stuff because it just that whole day is blur oh, yeah. because you're in so much of it. So, yep. yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah. It is a
0: place. Uh, speaking of popular things, uh, I was thinking about this because several there, there, we're seeing two scenarios happen in the city of Philadelphia right now. And that is two teams becoming exponentially more popular than two of the other teams if you want to include the union we'll throw them in there so and they're becoming uh, pretty popular as well a little bit more difficult cuz it's a lot of international it's a little less they're a little less obviously in the limelight so obviously we're talking about the phillies and the and the eagles that are exponentially more popular than any of those three teams do the flyers have an opportunity to become i, I we'll get into our realistic and hot takes for the team in the 2023 2024 season and what we expect this team to deal do. do they have a realistic opportunity to become a popular team, not necessarily a good team, but a fun popular team that the city relates to, like they are with the sit with the Phillies and the Eagles
1: Yes and no that that's it's a hard question to answer because. Can they get there? Yes. But in the same way that the Eagles and the Phillies do? No. Because it's a different type of... It's the identity. Yeah. It it really... When you look at the Eagles, it's the identity. Like, you know what I mean? You can literally see that some of these guys are just all about being Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey is a Philadelphia legend. Like, you know, Lane Johnson, you know, Joel Maialata, them doing all the, the the Christmas album and stuff last year, how close those linemen are. Regardless, they have those core guys. <clears throat> you have, you know, you know AJ and Devontae just absolutely loving it here. Nick Sirianni, how open he is and how much he has a passion for the city and doing things like that that are related to the city because he understands the passion of it because he knows that the Eagles are like a family here. The Eagles are like part of your family. Yeah, I, it's going back to the wedding thing. You know what I said last night? Because <laughs> the Phillies were playing and they were giving uh, score updates from the DJ. During, oh, really? During, yeah, during yeah, the whole, yeah. During sure. the dinner. So he goes, I said, you know what? You know what the perfect Philadelphia wedding is? A perfect Philadelphia wedding is it's a beautiful day. You have a beautiful ceremony. And the Philly team playing that day loses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, that is because you know why you'll remember everything on that. Yeah, you know but the fucking Phillies lost that night. Like last night, they won, but like that's how you remember it. That's how Philly does it. The Flyers, I don't know if they can become that. Being honest, because this team's identity has been built more around the passion of it and it's it's different from the Phillies and it's different from the Eagles like for full disclosure I was an Eagles fan before I became a hockey fan yeah like, I think that I, I think that, I, I
0: think that's a very common path I, I think it's very yeah. diff, I think it is very very difficult if we're if, if even the diehard Flyers fans that listen to this podcast or listen to any Flyers podcast if you inject them with truth serum probably they were like no I was a football fan first and Oh, yeah. Got me into the city of Philadelphia or whatever. Like, that's that's what drew me in. I, I really it, think that's
1: the case. And and I think that, too, because like th- with hockey and in hockey, it's a little bit different. You you're not going to get like the Phillies thing because the Phillies thing is it's the only it's the they own the whole town in the summertime. They're the only game in town. And you could see how much because there's a lot more and you're on a, You're and it's in your face every single day they see how close the guys are and what they the little things they do like you know they're they're playing close as a hole for the fantasy football draft like that you just see the closest of the team like that and especially when they're good that that helps out a lot and right now i think it's this is more of a factor of the flyers not being good right now do i think they have a chance to get there yes but i don't think they're going to be on a level of like you know, like where the way Bryce Harper is, or the way like you know, like the the I, uh, like you know, how they care about like JT, and and they yep. care about like you know Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, you know every little player, like Brandon Marsh, or you know the the, the daycare with uh, it's it's Bryce it's Brandon Marsh and and Alec Boehm, and yeah, you know, Bryce and think like, I think
0: there's a monumental difference between what could happen with the Flyers and what has happened with the Phillies and Eagles, and that is um characters there's no like there's no personality yeah. like the, right. the hockey is inherently boring upper body injury lower body injury undisclosed right. injury out for whatever here you go he'll be a, he's up he's down we're playing him he's going good to go fine that's the most we get out of the coach out of the players and when you talk about a player and you're interviewing them, and they say – and the the first thing they talk about are the other boys that they're playing with. Yeah, the team really mm-hmm. put together a good couple of shifts to get me that uh, that a goal or that look for a goal, whatever. Right. I think hockey is inherently too boring to get to the level of what the Eagles and uh, Sixers are at – or excuse me, the, the Phillies are at. They can supersede the Sixers very easily. Because the the Sixers yeah. are all of a sudden in a, a, oh, a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah, they're a train wreck. That rack. is yeah, the only down. team that they can get past. However, the other thing is, too, the Flyers are also very predicated on the success of the team at the time. Like you were just saying, they're not very good right now. Or at least the the perception is that they're not very good. And when they're not good, no one really pays attention. People, like, they listen to these podcasts. They, like tune in and see the highlights of the game on NHL.com or whatever. When in October, they don't really get into it until late February. Right. And by that point, if you're not in the playoff hunt, or even if you're not like having a successful season, top three in the metropolitan or even top one, top two, it's hard to get people to latch on until the playoffs start. And then you kind of got to, you got to kind of it's, Never going to happen, but that's when they should be peacocking. That's when yeah, they should be showing you know, off their feathers.
1: But I agree, But I, and I see what you're saying, but also it's the fact that they don't have anybody marketable. Like you're saying. Yeah, no one's like, marketable. You know, Fucking you go, gritty. You know, I don't that, want gritty yeah,
0: anyway. Like, Agreed,
1: yeah. and like, they don't have that. That They don't have a Bobby Clark. They don't have a Bill Barber. They don't have a Bernie Perron. They don't have that connection with the city that those guys had. Those guys came in and won when this city was... Loserville for the for the, in, in the early seventies yeah. they had gone through a slump they didn't want anything so the Eagles won a championship in the, in nineteen sixty and this the city had done jack shit but like they came in and they were like hey these Canadian guys they go to come in they want to drink beer and play some hockey like yo these guys are awesome that's so Philly yeah like that's a Philly type thing they're blue collar this this Flyers team will not be able to get to the gravity of popularity on the Eagles at any time because the Eagles own this city. If the Phillies are down and the Flyers are up, they can bounce there. I think we saw that probably, like you know, in the in the late nineties when the Flyers were on the peak with Lindros and stuff. If the Sixers were on the down, the, <clears throat> the Phillies were on the down. They were a younger team. Yep. That I think that that's when the Flyers were really the number two in town. But they had Eric Lindros, they had John LeClair, they had Ron Hextall, they had Eric Desjardins, they had those guys who were really that core group that people came back to and and really enjoyed and had the jerseys and and speaking of which um i'll I'll get to it in one second but i think what's important and as far as popularity this team needs to figure out its identity if they start winning that's a cure-all of course yeah every everything but they got to do it with some character and i'm thinking like my view with this is a you start you start by you're invested again in your bottom six you have nick delaurier Who's a little bit tougher. He likes to fight a little bit. You have Garnet Hathaway. For those who haven't seen Garnett Hathaway play, you're gonna like him. He's a, he's he's a, he's really I like Garnet Hathaway. I've always liked him. He's always been been hard playing player. A good. He plays a hard game. I think that that's a really good thing for the city. today. you start talking about those guys and the, and those character guys in that room and putting them out there a little bit more and the grinding guys. Like yeah, they don't put up a lot of points but they go out there and work their asses off. That's how you capture Philadelphia fans while you're getting up front of getting that skill up there and then getting the team exciting again. That's the angle they're going to do it. Can they get there? Yes. Is it happening this season? No. It's it's not with the Phillies right now and not with the the popularity will come back when they start winning games again. And, and that's that's really what the Flyers will because people will be like, "Wow, like, you know, I'll get into it again, but Look, it's like the Phillies, like when they were crappy for a couple of years there in the mid 2010s, you know, after, you know, Utley was gone, Rollins is gone, Howard's gone. I mean, also, you know, I, Cliff, I, they're, 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 they, oh, that stadium was there. Yeah,
0: I mean, look at uh, another good comparison with the Phillies is just like the 09 to like 2012 ish era when both yeah. teams were pretty good. I mean, obviously, they snuck in in 2010, but they were like fringe playoff team that went on a magical run, the Flyers, obviously, and then 11 and 12, they were pretty damn good i mean they were competing so and and he still felt like it was a phillies town because of obviously the phillies had just won the world series in 08 correct back to they went back to it in 09 they lost to the yankees correct then they started to slowly rescind but they got exciting players roy holiday all the cliff lee came back like it it became characters and you had Giroux, you had um uh, Yager for a get season.
1: Time. I think yep. if
0: I, I, think this isn't a hot take, but like I, I, I still think if you sign Yager for one more season, well, would that have been thirteen? He would have come back that season. I think that you get a little bit more juice out of it because then all of a sudden, that's when the I mean the decline was a steady drop, and then it was back up, and then a real obviously drop over these last yeah, two well, seasons. Yeah, we're at today. Yeah. yeah, but I, I think the, the reluctance to re-sign Yager was a, was a poor choice at the time. And obviously hindsight's 2020, but I'm always, I I always am curious, like, cause it seems like this is one of the most outside of the championship years, outside of even that, like I just alluded to with the Phillies in um, 08 to about 2012, give or take, like, Outside of that championship year and even a couple of those outlier years, this Phillies team that's n- hasn't won anything right yet seems to just like have this city by the proverbial balls in a good Correct. way. Like it just yeah. it just seems like they are. They're relatable. Absolute, they're relatable. Yeah,
1: they're just. They're relatable. And I would like to. They're just see- everyday guys who just play baseball and, and be- just know what the city wants. Work hard. Yes. Work hard. Beca- Don't care. You're not going to win every game, but work your ass and off. And
0: because of how young. And the excitement around the youth that the Flyers should be getting. They should try and enact this. I'm not saying be like the wet bandits in Brandon Marsh and Bryson Stott. But like do something like that. Add some fun. The problem is, and this is leading to one of my hot takes that I have lined up. How much is Torts going to let them put their hair down? Try and expose that. Again, it's a very hockey culture to not expose your personality. But I think especially with a guy like Torts in there, you're really not going to see any of that. And it's just going to be very, we're here to do a job and we'll see what happens when we start winning.
1: I, I disagree with that 100%. Wow, I think really? if anybody, Torts has brought on more personality to this team. Torts it's not has, the Elaine. Torts Vigneault. has,
0: but no yeah. one, but it's not the players. Players are pretty stoic. This episode of Orange and Backcheck is brought to you by Raycon. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about the vacation state of mind as we wind down the summer months. Whether I want to listen to my favorite podcasts on repeat or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music, To pump you up before you see people or to stay calm. Do you use it like I do? I need to get motivated to go to the gym. That is where it comes in. And that crystal clear sound of Raycon headphones, it gets me motivated to actually put in the work. And let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. Use earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. And they have incredible... Battery life, a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime. So you can listen to whatever you want, how long you want, when you want to. They come with a custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit you can possibly imagine. And the best part is they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they sound just as good. That's what makes Raycon that. Special And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you absolutely cannot lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. Hockey Podcast Network listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And as always, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's right around the corner. College football, it's here. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's right. Instantly, anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a few years. Changes come fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download your DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Users, new users can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight 8 hope or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS21+, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, cdkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
1: But that's okay right now because you're you're trying to find that identity, and you have Torts up there basically telling the press off and being like, "No, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to tell you why. I'm not. I'm uh, You know, I'm not doing a press conference. Columbus. I'm just not telling you that. Yeah. Like not like not giving the press it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Like, dude, I love that. Like, that's it. Gravitates the attention, but like, the thing is like. I think you you have to start seeing some of the attitude of torts rub off on the players. And I think that that'll start coming down the line a little bit about the expectations, stuff like that. I think this season, you'll probably get more of a glimpse out of it because it is year two under Tortorella, not year one. So my, my view on this is that I think the team does have a personality. Here's the thing. And I'll, 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 I'll move, I'll let you move and make your point after this, but your hot take. There's something I've noticed about this Phillies team. I'm going to knock them up Because I'm not trying to jinx them. But I also noticed about the Flyers last year. When the Phillies are down late in the ninth. Mm-hmm. You have that feeling that. They're going to come back. In yeah. This yeah. I totally agree with that. They're yes. going to come back. I never felt that two years ago with the Flyers. Yes. Last year I was like. This team's gonna come back. Yeah, they were very they just, tough to play they,
0: against. They were not, they did not let the wheels fall off of them in the 10 minutes in or 10 minutes, the last 10 to six minutes right. of the second period when they would be down maybe two one, they would be tied at two two, and then the opposing team would score a goal and they'd be like, Well, we've lost this game. And it's yeah. like, why are or you like, thinking you lost this game? That's like and that was an A V thing. That was that that was a very toxic and rotten culture that torts had to fix i give torts a right. ton of credit for what him and listen, fixing
1: that and this is what i love about this flyer's team yeah. and why and why like my one of my bold predictions is going to probably blow people out of the water well coming from
0: me is I'm it bold out. or a hot but take
1: it's a bold i have i have a bold prediction and i have a hot take okay. so i might let you go this week and i might hold off mine now sure actually. yeah this but is a,
0: this is a two-week venture that we're yeah, trying to fire off because there's gonna here, be yeah. a lot we're already 30 minutes in yeah. so, or give or take so yeah
1: so here, here, here's the deal. Like, this Flyers team could be down three-nothing in the first period. Mm-hmm. And by the third, by the third period, they might lose at four to three. And I love that. Because it's like that team never gives up. They never quit. They're gonna battle for 60 minutes. That's what people want to see. Yeah. That's part of the identity. That's part of the attitude. I see this from this Phillies team. Now they were doing this before they signed like Castellanos and Schwarber. They were a team that was just kind of like, damn, they're they're right under the radar. But you know, like. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not saying this because it's hindsight. I remember saying last year before the Phillies got in the wild card, I was like, damn, like this Phillies team could go to the World Series if Bryce Harper gets healthy and they have that offense clicking along. They just always come back. And I think that that's why it's grabbed everybody's attention here in Philadelphia because this team, no matter what, and the city doesn't back down. The city doesn't quit. It doesn't like quitters. It's like Rocky. It's like, seriously, like I got a little Mac shirt on for punch out, but it's like Rocky, man. Like, Rocky got his ass kicked, but he came back and he wanted again the year after. Like you know, like that's Philadelphia. You get knocked down, you get back up. You it, it's never over until it's completely over. And I think that the Phillies have that, and I think that that's what's really running with them right now because of that identity that they have. Then they're so tight with each other. The Death Flyers team is not far away from that, and Torch is going to help that. Torch is going to continue to help that. I, I just, I just think that that's that's. If you want to talk about popularity, about the Flyers being popular again, where do they start coming back and winning more of these games? Sure, yeah. And they start doing that, that's going to be like, wow, this team really has no quit in them. Like that's going to get people's attention in the city, not just the winning the games. How you win the games is also really yeah. important to, to the people in the city.
0: So as we approach this coming season, we we've collaborated. We've we've done our own th- thought thinking on how we really really believe how this team is going to look i think this team is going to continue to look better i don't think they're a playoff team yet i think they're very very fringe but you gotta have some fun with this i'd love having hot takes and bold predictions about what we think of the flyers so i'll start with my realistic one first i think this is a very realistic one nothing crazy i think they finish just outside the playoffs, I think they they they're in they're in contendership for maybe a quarter of the seat or uh, half the season, three quarters, and then the lack of experience from the bottom six. You start to see a couple of youth players emerge. You you're hoping to see Cutter Gauthier come coming late in the season uh, after his uh, season with with Boston College coming up again. I think this is a very very fringe playoff team. That gets people excited, but not to the extent that we're seeing for the other couple of teams in, in this city. I think this is a very, very fringe playoff team. I I, I just saw there was an interview, I think it was on uh, Flyers Nation, or, or at least it was written by Flyers Nation, with Joel Farabee about how everyone's expecting us to finish dead last, bottom five in the league. I have a very hard time believing that this is a bottom five team. Because no, they're not, because definitely. they're not, I think there's a lot of bad teams out there. I'm still not sold, honestly, the Columbus, but they have Babcock, so that's hard to. It's it's similar to the, with the Torts effect. My hot take that is going to piss up piss you off. I know this is going to piss you off. I have no reason to think this is going to happen unless the wheels come off after 82 games of 2023 2024. The tortorella uh train comes into the station and they're like, fuck this guy. And here's the only reason why. Wow. Here's here's Bill, here's what wow. I think. Wow. I think there is a slight he is the lat like legitimately. You could argue he is legitimately the final piece of the Fletcher era. Like, obviously, players aside, like that. There is that Howie Roseman effect. I think there's a slight mo- notion in Keith Jones and Danny Briere's mind of like, we didn't hire this guy. Maybe he's good. Like legitimately, what has he won in the last 15 years?
1: The hearts of many. Okay. That,
0: you know what that gets me? That gets you nothing, Scott. Yeah. I think there is a He does have ve- a cup. He
1: does have a cup. The
0: and again, this goes against what my It was 20 years ago, is, but still he wants right. this is what my this goes against my my r- realistic view, but like the hottest of hot takes is Tortorella's, the wheels fall off. Because I I think there is a like I said, I think there's a legitimate like little thread in little little voice in each of their heads saying, you didn't hire this guy he's a remnant of the old regime in Chuck Fletcher who is very very negative obviously now i i just i he's there's a, I, he's not i don't think he's been a winner for a significant amount of time it's like um this is not a fair comparison to uh to to fletch um sorry to to torts cuz i think he's a he's certainly a better coach than this guy but it's kind of like john gruden Everybody loved, for whatever reason, John Gruden because of Spider 2 banana. His talk. Spider Watch? Yeah. Banana. Like, no one, like, what does that mean, John? And everyone's like, this guy is a great. And then the Raiders give him this, like, lucrative contract, this ridiculous contract. And then as soon as you find out how, what he really is, they immediately fired him. Like that, like, that was it. Like, you had to get out. Slight possibility. And he's not, again, John Gruden won one Super Bowl and, like, was with the Eagles back in the Cunningham days. I just don't get it. I I do not I don't fully get the Tortorella effect, especially the more you look at, you're just like this guy's not a f- full winner. But that's that's the reason for a hot take, right? I mean
1: I, I mean listen, it's a hot take, all right? It's your it's your it's your opinion. Um now my opinion is is that your hot take is fucking stupid. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what happened to a no so, judgment takes <laughs> i mean it's a hot take you'll probably tell my mine, mind mine's not when i do mine next week I, I would like to form a rebuttal to that actually Go. yeah that's it um i i i think I believe Extinguish that it. get out, just, get out your fire it, hose. I'm, I'm, look, out- I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the words because I'm just so filled with rage right now. <laughs> if I would think that something so <laughs> asinine, he's a holdover from the from the Fletcher era because Fletcher didn't even want him hired in the first place. Yeah. They had to go to an outside consultant firm to get him. I can't, I can't. I want to. You gave your okay. Uh, let's do this. So, your bold prediction or your hot take is this. I have a hot take, and I have a bold prediction. My bold prediction comes off as a rebuttal to your hot take. So I'm going to save my hot take till next week. that's fine. When we talk more about the team this upcoming season. This is where I believe the Tortorella effect really comes into take effect. Because if you look over the career of – if you look over his coaching record over his career – his teams have shown improvement. And now this is going back to, let's see, when he did, you know, uh, his first full season with the Rangers in 2009-2010. Uh, he went 38-33-11. Okay, that's the first full season. They didn't make the playoffs. They got They obviously lost to the Flyers in the last day of the season. Yep. Next season, 44-33-5. and five. That's more wins in overtime. All right? Six more points overall. 11, 12, 51, 24, and 7, 109 points. Like that is a major, major improvement. 22 points over two seasons. That's pretty solid. What was the record Kay. after that? Let's look at So it was uh, the lockout season. So it was 56 okay. points and then 83 when he That was the last season because they went to uh, Vigneault after right. that. Then it was Vancouver for one season, 83 points. They came in fifth in, uh, the, in the division. I don't even think they made the playoffs that season. Um, let's look at 15-16. He coached 75 games to Columbus, 34-33-8. and eight. Okay? All right, 76 points. This past Flyer season, he went 31-38, 13 overtime losses, 75 points. It's a one-point difference. The year after, 16-17, they went. Columbus went 50, 24, and 8 with 108 points. Billy, that is a 32-point difference. That's a massive, massive, massive difference. That's just a difference over one season, okay? We don't know what he's going to do with the Flyers. But my bold prediction is this, because I remember the improvement that that happened with that Columbus team, that they all of a sudden were forced to be reckoned with. And it's like, holy shit. And even that, it was, it was, it was sustained. Because in 1718, they won 45 games and had 97 points. And then in 1919, they won 47 games and had 98 points. Okay. Now this isn't with any major superstars on, you know, NHL superstars on the roster. They just had a good team, yeah. a good goaltending, good defense, and offense enough that could contribute. And then obviously it fell off the rails after, you know, 1920. But even 1920 or 2019 20, remember, they had to beat toronto to get in that play-in round to get into the playoffs and then they faced and they beat them and then went into five overtimes against against tampa who was hands-on the favorite to win the whole damn thing my point is my bold prediction for the flyers this season is because of john tortorell's coaching and because of the improvements that you've seen some of the players out this past season with owen Tippett, all right with morgan frost with noah cates when you have um, Sean Couturier coming back. When you have Cam Atkinson coming back, you've gotten rid of some pieces in the locker room that weren't quite fits in Kevin Hayes and Ivan Provorov. You have Tyson Forster coming up, who can really shoot it and actually be a pretty decent player on this team and on it to play a full role. And you had Connect Me have his career year. I think this team makes the playoffs as the first wild card seed. And because of John Tortorella, at his previous track record with teams like this, they win a round. See that, and that's not my hot take. I was gonna that's say my prediction. That sounds
0: like a hot take, but it's if you listen to my bold, prediction. if you listen to all 155 episodes prior to this, you know this is a very calculated attempt by Scott to make a prediction about the team.
1: Look, yeah. I don't. Think- it's not a hot take. It's not. It's not. I want to make it clear. That's my prediction. That's not my hot take. I thought with Couturier and Atkinson last year, this team was a playoff team. And you know what? Yes, seventy-five points. You score a couple more goals. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there is a possibility in this division. But the thing is, like, you have Buffalo in the up and up. I think Washington's going to take a step back. I think Jersey's not as good as people think they are. I think they're they're good. I don't think they're great. I don't think the Rangers got any better. Uh, you know, and I think that you know they're, they're, Pittsburgh. Yes, they went and just got Eric Carlson. Yeah, I was gonna But say. this is a this is a last ditch effort to squeeze everything you can out of Crosby and Malkin. Yeah. and that's exactly what it is. And now you have you gave basically Kyle Dubas a job with no rope because he's got nothing in his prospect system. This is it for Pittsburgh until and, and until when Crosby and Malkin retire, that team is right near bankruptcy. Again. Oh yeah, but
0: that, that uh, all, the moving the moving the team conversations will start in fifteen years again.
1: Oh uh, yeah, and that's the thing. The opportunity is there for this team because they're no, they're so under the radar because nobody's given a fighting chance. When you have a guy like Keith Jones as president of team, a, a, a team a president of team operations, yep. or whatever the hockey operations, thing. yeah, yeah, hockey, whatever the title is, you have Danny Breer as GM and you have John Tortorella as your coach, and you have guys here that are looking at this thing completely differently than Chuck Fletcher did, and it's your first full year without Chuck Fletcher. I'm telling you. This team is going to do more than people think. And mark it now, uh, August 27th. My prediction, I'm not moving from this around. They're going to make the playoffs and they're going to win around. They're going to win because they're going to surprise people. They are. And that'll be the thing like, "Holy shit, like this team was, they thought we were going to be a dead last team. This team has too much talent on the roster, talent alone to be able to finish that last. Team talent. They don't have a superstar yet. But they have enough team town on there where they can roll four lines, and that's more effective than having someone like Austin Matthews being the highest-paid player in the league, which is bullshit, by the way, because nobody should make more money than Conrad McDavid, yeah. and especially, of course, if it's a friggin' Leaf who's going to get it. And I'm glad he's going to be walking away in four years. Go to Phoenix, where there are eight people watch a game per season. So anyway. I don't think this is a
0: hot take. I think this is more bold. Um the city latches on to Cutter Gautier the minute he gets here. I think that is the next superstar outside of uh uh Mikhail, they, over in Russia because he's a yeah. couple years away, obviously. Mishkov. Mishkov yeah. Mishkov, yeah, thank you. Um I think Cutter makes a not a like statistical impact necessarily, but an immediate impact in how he plays that appears similar to what we we're talking about earlier. He's
1: going to score a goal in his first yeah. game. He's going to score a totally goal in his first that. game. Because I
0: think he yeah. is just that good. Um, And he will be, he's the next city superstar for the team. Um, I don't know if he, like, I he has the best odds of being the superstar in the NHL that, like, when they think Philadelphia Flyers, you think Cutter Gauthier at the mm-hmm. time. So, um I think people get really excited around March, depending on when how far Boston. I don't know. I couldn't tell you how good Boston College is going to be. I know they're perennial uh, Frozen Four contenders, so right. that you never right. know when you're going to see him The April in the latest, so um, which would be a nice addition in in that in your scenario where he comes in and immediately starts playing for a playoff team and gets a couple of uh, playoff games experience. Whether they,
1: that would be nice yeah. to see. That'd be nice. To see. I can't wait. I got, I got one more. Right. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: What were you gonna say? No,
1: no, no. Brought, I was brought, I, brought.
0: I was gonna wrap up. Did you have something else?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I forgot to mention this earlier. So, one last thing I, I like to do every every couple seasons or so, I like to find a gem that prepare me for the upcoming season. I'm actually excited for the Flyers this year. Really am. They have the new uniforms and everything like that. I'm really excited just for the team to see what this can do. Second year under torts. So obviously, I gave my bold prediction. They're going to win around in the playoffs. They're going to get to the playoffs and win around. I'm sticking by that. If you think I'm crazy, I probably am, <laughs> but that's okay. You need crazy people in this world. Anyway, I digress. I always try to find gems. Like, for instance, like the one behind me, I have an old school John Van Biesburg jersey on my wall. Um, I also, two seasons ago, I came across something that I've been looking for. It was a Rod Brindamore jersey. A Flyers orange Rod Brindamore jersey. All right, There's one that, to me, is the unicorn. The Flyers jerseys of all Flyers jerseys, especially for me growing up. I mean, I wear a lot of Nike stuff. I like brand Nike. I, I always find it stuff comfortable and everything like that. In the late 90s, the Flyers had a Nike jersey. Now my favorite jersey of all time is the black Nike jersey, with uh, the Black Flyers Nike jersey. It just it's great, but I came across a unicorn the other about a week ago. A unicorn. I came across a 1997 Eric Lindros Flyers Nike jersey. What? 20, dude, this thing is gotta be 25 years old. And it is absolutely pristine. Like there isn't a mark on this thing. Somebody had this hanging in their closet for twenty-something years, and I came across it. Yeah, how did I was like, you know what? eBay, man, no joke. eBay, yeah, eBay. You wouldn't believe the stuff. Now, this isn't one of them Chinese knockoffs or anything. It ain't one of those, like my Jason Kelsey jersey, but still. (laughs) This is the coolest thing because they only made Nike jersey for the Flyers for like two seasons. And the fact that it's got the C on it, it's a straight-up Nike jersey with the Nike swoosh on the back and on the wrist it was one of the coolest features. I was trying to find that in the Rod Brindamore one. The reason why I scooped this up is because I couldn't find Roddy in a Nike jersey. But, dude, this thing is an absolute beast. Favorite jersey I've ever had was my Flyers Nike jersey. Absolute unicorn man that's so, incredible
0: Yeah, that's amazing yeah. what a way to wrap up this this episode 156 i'm excited for your hot take i don't know what you i like i have a sneaking suspicion of where you're gonna go and that terrifies me but that's why we do hair hot takes so it's all good so i'm excited we'll uh we'll try and do that next week a week after what well, uh i don't know what our schedules are but um yeah, man. I mean,
1: probably I- right around. La- probably right after the week after. Later, yeah, that's that what I'm thinking. to be honest, about. everybody. So we're going to keep you suspense for two weeks at me. Mr. Positivity of all things. I have a hot take. I have a hot take. <sighs> and I tell you what. It's going to piss a lot of people oh, off, man. and I really hope it does.
0: Uh, Get the Hockey Podcast Network on it. Sound the alarm. Let's see how it goes. Make sure you follow us at Orange Backcheck on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that fun stuff. You'll see it in the description below. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code THPN when signing up to get in on all the action. College football is back. Don't forget about that. Uh, exciting stuff. And we'll see you next time. No ending.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think people have heard enough of me today. Yeah. All right. Let's... <laughs>